And my brothers and sisters, on this, the ninth episode of 2021 for the Good Morning Guys podcast, a number, a 130, aka our Sphenic episode, and also our Defying Jehoiada episode. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and to play. I'm one of your four hosts, the Brazingo Grassbender and Transition Avatar, Lucas Ham Swisher. Also, someone who was here too, the judge, jury, and executioner of Irish anime voice, oh, oh no, Patrick Novacell. Oh, my shillelagh. <laughs> On his left and my right, the most grounded guy I know who wishes he could take Steven Seagal to the woodshed in three moves or less, Ronnie Johantis. Hi. Hi. And then the final member of the GMG Quadfecta, who for the month of March has Nintendo in his heart, finding that Master Sword on his brain and Korok seeds in his old stomacho, and may or may not go Welsh on you if you mess with him, Mark Boucher. <laughs> uh, except we're not looking for Korok seeds in the game that you're referring to, but it's all good. Whoa, easy. Don't go Welsh on me. I'm sorry I <laughs> misspoke. I'll not do that ever again. We can ta- do the take again if you want. I don't want you to hurt me. You better recognize. Mm-hmm, I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. That was a close one. I thought I was going to get taken out. Well, before my life gets taken, I am just going to jump right into into what's new news. Sound All right. good? That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Uh, fellas, so this past week, um, the wheel keeps on spinning. And by the wheel, I mean the family activity wheel. As I had told you guys before, I am still using that good old app I found, spinning the wheel of mayhem every other day. Uh, and it's really been a great way to uh, just do a variety of family activities, as I've mentioned before. We finished simultaneously almost, maybe within 10 minutes of each other, two 500-piece Star Wars puzzles. James's Rise of Skywalker puzzle and my new Grogu and Mandu, Mandu, <laughs> Grogu Never heard of that and Mando. Before. <laughs> yeah, Grogu Man- and Mando, Mando puzzle where Mandalorian is holding the child like he's going to burp him. Isn't that cute? Aww. That's so special. For you viewers out there, I'm showing it, and all I can describe it is the way I already said, so maybe it'll go up on Discord sometime. It sure uh, will. Yeah, that's right. Uh, also, besides that, we played some old school uh, SNES or SNES games, depending on how you like to say that, nice. um, that I know Mark... And Patrick would love Super Mario Kart, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Your favorite, which does mm-hmm. have a power slide. Thank you very much. I Worst. used it to Worst. get first place over and over again. And uh, actually, thankfully, we played kind of together, together as a team. We, we both picked uh, one character each. And then whoever lost, they had to switch the controller over. And it worked out to where Mario got second place and Toad got third place. Toad easily being the best character to drive as for you experienced players out there. Um, But Donkey Kong, the computer, he got first. So that was kind of sad. And then from there, we went to the next best game. What's that? Did you cry? Did I cry? Yeah, you said it was sad. Let me get to the crying. No. (laughs) There's plenty of time for that, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, the crying didn't happen in Super Mario Kart. 
Uh, it happened in your guys' other favorite Super Nintendo game, Kirby's Dream Course. That old chestnut. Is that the golf so, game? That's the golf ah! game. Where, where <laughs> Kirby the is the golf ball. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't play that one. <laughs> so as I've said in the past, I think, Mindy and I played that when it was just the two of us on my old Super Nintendo. I used to have the cartridge and everything, and it was good fun held by both of us. However, enter our children, and it got a little rough at times. We played boys versus girls. I thought, you know, I'm pretty good. And so if I have James with me, even if he struggles, I'll kind of like make up for the slack. Uh, that didn't happen. Not only, uh, not only was Mindy her usual like on itself, like she was a little rusty at first, but then she quickly remembered the controls and how to do everything. And Tasha, man, she caught on really fast to the game. James, on the other hand, my partner, he did not. He did not get the idea of... You click once to get the power gauge to move, but then you have to click again where the power gauge is so that you can make it move. And he would click it, and he would just let it go up, let it go down, and Kirby would go nowhere. And the very first time he did it, he started to cry. And I'm like, this is not good. This is not going to end well. Nope. well he so proceeds. the girls took you guys to the woodshed. She, yes, the girls <laughs> definitely took us to the woodshed like james made it probably halfway through the eight holes i think either nine holes that i don't know you can't do halfway of nine but halfway more or less halfway james ran eventually ran to his room crying because he he did that whiffing thing like two or three times and then it was just me and i'm like okay serious time time to catch up i never (laughs) caught up those those girls destroyed me destroyed me even at the end i tried to do this little trick where you run over a a, it's like a a sensor pad that will switch all the stars to yours and i still i screwed it up and they and they beat me fair and square it was uh it was pretty impressive not only to see of course mindy doesn't really play video games at all Uh, she plays trivia games jackbox games this is the only like sport game that she plays and she's pretty good at it but natasha i gotta give a shout out to her this week because she was like super nerd, not only at playing Kirby's Dream Course, but uh, she was a huge nerd in, uh, in gaming the past few weeks. So she has abandoned, pretty much completely abandoned Minecraft, which is a huge shock. Because I mean, and a sign we've, of growth. Uh, it is <laughs> Ooh, she, yes. She's finally growing beyond it, but it's really surprised me. And well, and, and it's spilled over even into like our. Our other games we play together, like she's not playing Lego Harry Potter with me. You know, I'm in the search of the platinum and I wanted the kids to play with me. And they're like, no, nah, dad, we'd rather, uh, you know, do our own thing. And uh, now she's exclusively playing a very well-known game called Furry Paws. Come on. You've heard of it, right? Well, she's Is following that, uh, in your footsteps. So. Cheap platinum game? <laughs> no, it's not a cheap platinum <laughs> game. It's actually PC Master Race. Ooh. Yeah. It's actually even worse. It's a browser game. Okay. (laughs) Dang. So this Furry Paws game has no, like, no exploration. There's actually no, like, active screen. It's a pure stat-based creature simulator on PC. Mm. She, She has pictures of dogs and cats, dragons, like all kinds of creatures, and she takes care of them. She feeds them. She, she's built this very simple map with a property, you know, like where she keeps the animals and cares for them like a digital zoo. It is so 
nerdy. And she has one little friend that she plays with from school. And they talk back and forth. They trade animals. And that's all she does. Like, she just sits in front of the computer measuring stats, creating new animals, naming them, and all that stuff. So... What are the stats for? Do they they fight each other? <laughs> I don't. The stats are for nothing. It's like there's, height, there's, weight. There's no way to you win. Know. You mean? Yeah. No. There's no. Yeah. There's no use to it. It's just the st- the stats of the dog. Like the dog is, you know, three feet tall or something, and weighs fifty pounds, and uh, likes chicken. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember like all the stats. But yeah, it just they just have a bunch of stats, and that's just that's the game. That's so, like she'll learn eventually so. the video games got way better than that. Uh, yeah, I hope she does. She's like, she's gone from Minecraft to I don't know what. It's very nerdy, though. It's like, it's 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 something else. The other nerdy thing that she did this past week that I, I need to shout out to is something that I, I, I don't even understand how she did it. But she came up to me one night and she said, Dad, I want you to look at this. And it was one of their Lego sets. Um, that is the door of, um, I think it's the, what is that called? The escape pod that C-3PO and R2-D2 escaped to on Tatooine, you know? Yeah. And inside the door, what's that? Oh yeah, they have a Lego set for that. It's really cool. (laughs) Uh, but on the inside of the door, it has like a, a holograph, a holographic, no, a hologram with a map showing the trajectory of the escape pod. And then it has like Star Wars alien letters. And she's like, Dad, I translated that. And I'm like, what? What What do you mean you translated it? She's like, yeah. You remember when you played Battlefield 2 last year? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, I was looking at this, and I remembered in a cutscene, or I remembered one of the videos, I saw these letters, and it spelled out a word. And so I started connecting the letters, and it spells out Destination Tatooine. And I'm like, what? And she's like, and I also spelled my name in Star Wars letters. (gasps) No way. Yeah. You know and even should. tonight, watch watching Resistance, she was like, hey, that's the letter A over there. It was like on a, the wall. Like she knows the alphabet in Star Wars. She, she not only knows English, she knows Portuguese and now Star Wars or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's a language. You know I guess. I don't out. know. <laughs> you know what she should spell out next? Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> she yes. probably could. Which is, have to which is totally that. fine. That I mean, yeah, that's fine. That's totally normal. Totally normal. So, yeah, I was very impressed. I said I was very proud of her. I called her a big nerd, and she's like, yeah. is that bad? I'm like, She needs to put no. that on her resume. I know, right? <laughs> Strengths. Star Wars language. <laughs> we Hired. don't know what the language is called, but it's Star Wars language. If someone had Star Wars on their resume, I'd be like, oh, I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you're a little young to work for me, but you're going to work here. <laughs> you'll do just fine. Yeah. Uh, also, along the lines of uh, Tasha, as we've been doing for the past year and a half, she gets to watch a new TV show uh, every so often. And uh, we have tried and failed two TV shows over this past week. The first of which I don't think any of you have any business watching. Maybe Patrick, maybe, to watch it with Claire. It's called Diary of a Future President. It's on Disney+. Plus and nope, have not seen it yet. We made it like four or five episodes in. It's a it's the middle school journey of our future first female president in some alternate universe. And so you're following her childhood with her Hispanic family. It's really like really funny because they say like words in Spanish and there was stuff that Mindy understood and, and even I understood that was just funny, but a normal person wouldn't understand. 
but uh, it's 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 actually quite humorous, and, and it has very genuine like storylines and conversations. But it, within the first episode, everything from periods to tampons to going to second base, uh, practicing going to second base, using a pillow and mom's bra, like. <laughs> What? All this stuff happens, and we're just like, I don't know that we should be watching this with our daughter. (laughs) At one point, this is the last episode we watched. They went to the teenage boys went to a party, and they definitely did the the old classic Seven Minutes in Heaven, where two kids went into a room, a boy and a girl went into a room. This is on Disney Plus. This is on Disney Plus. Is this an actual kid show? It said ten years old on the the Common Sense Media the. The thing we looked up. Okay. And I should have looked at more details. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) So yeah, we, uh, we just couldn't do it. We made it, we made it probably further than Mindy was comfortable. I was laughing my head off. Like there were times they said stuff and did stuff and I was the only one laughing. (laughs) Just, it was, it was something else. Were you laughing just because of how dumb it was? I mean, it was a mixture of laughing how dumb it was, and I was actually surprised how funny some parts was and were. And then I was just nervous. I was like, "What's Tasha gonna think about this? Like, is she <laughs> gonna say anything?" You just side in her, like, "Are you? <laughs> yeah, are you seeing what I'm seeing?" It's like if I don't make a big deal about this, you won't make a big deal about it, right? But she's totally, <laughs> she's so like innocent, naive still. Like she's almost eleven, but she is not like super experienced she's not she doesn't go to american school the school that she goes to is a bunch of missionary kids and and there are richer kids that go to this her school but but one they don't really see each other that much and two Mm -hmm. i've heard a lot of their conversations and they're not really that (laughs) mature and and in-depth they're chatting about furry paws or exactly that furry paws is the highlight of life so (laughs) um yeah it was it was something and uh it definitely uh, I was. It's definitely something we'll go back to eventually. Not right now. Not the right time. So its rating is pending. The other show we <laughs> abandoned after one episode, Girl Meets World. Oh, I yeah. I tried to watch it because Oof. I was like, yeah, Boy Meets World. It's like the yeah. sequel. He's the dad and Topanga's the mom. Let's yeah. you know, give it exactly. a try. Nope. Ronnie, did you it. watch Boy Meets World back in the day? I did not. No. You didn't miss out on much, really. It's not my thing. I mean, it what? was... Okay, you can't say it, that. I think... So, Girl Meets World just ruined it for me. I've lost all respect for... Uh, what's his name? Fred Savage's brother? Ben Savage? Is it, oh, Ben Savage, yeah. It is a Frank Savage. Savage? Frank Savage. That's the, Macho the cousin. Macho Man. <laughs> Macho Man. Macho Randy Man. Savage. I believe Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Randy. Randy's the uncle you don't really want to come to the party. Uh... Yeah, so we watched that. That was awful. That was just plain awful. I really did actually like Boy Meets World growing up, mm, and uh, yeah. but but Girl Meets World, uh, forced jokes, painfully bizarre storylines just in the first episode, and I didn't think there was any chemistry with anybody. Uh, so I, didn't I think give that it. That show was canceled, right? It had to have been. <laughs> I canceled it like Dang. real quick. I was like, how do I delete this off of Disney Plus? <laughs> I don't, don't want to watch this. Where's that option? Yeah. So no rating TLDW. Too long. Did not watch. All right. On to the better stuff. The more exciting things. Gaming. Uh, time for GMG Triple P with me, Master Hammy. Master Pastor Hammy. That's what I meant to do. Sorry. Master uh, I Pastor. Got one. Yeah. Master Pastor. I got one plat this week and failed 
to get another platinum this week. So the first platinum I got was Life is Strange 2, which I think, Patrick, you played the first episode of that, right? Uh, yes, I was planning on doing it, and then just other games came yeah. up and just fell off. Wrestling probably happened. Um, yeah, Early a lot segue. of things got pushed aside because of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so for those that have played the Life is Strange uh, series overall, this is the third game. It was actually my personal favorite of the series. Um, for those who don't know, it's uh, a choose-your-own-adventure adventure and a road trip with two brothers uh, who are trying to make their way to Mexico. Um, and, you know, along the way, there's some super, supernatural stuff that happens, which happens in all uh, Life is Strange games. There's definitely some tragedy there are definitely some run-ins with the police. It's quite the ride. Uh, it's laid back at times. In fact, there were some times where I was checking Twitter and doing other stuff because it was kind of like Patrick with the WrestleMania, with WWE 2K20, where the cutscene sometimes lasted a little long, just like there would be this interlude of music that was really relaxing, and then it would just last for like five minutes, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> now that's like get a, to some... It's like a Telltale-style game, right? Yeah, it is. It's uh, you're pretty much the choose your own adventure part is what to say. You make choices like, do I punch him in the face or do I give him a hug? Like, what do you what do you want to do? I don't know that I got Some that drastic option. Drastic decisions. You know. Yeah, just to, and they you they they're often very drastic decisions. Hmm. Um, but it was really good. Um, I really liked the whole relationship between the brothers. I I don't have a bro, a blood brother. I have lots of brothers in Christ. I have friends that I consider brothers, but I've never had like a younger uh, or an older blood brother. So it was kind of cool to experience that, to be experience that dynamic. It was interesting. It was very heartfelt. Um, I will say the language was a little foul. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Goonies sometimes where like little kids dropping the F-bomb is sometimes funny, but then sometimes it's like, okay, <laughs> we've, uh, we've used this a little too much. Right. And so that got a little old, but overall it was a good experience. Um, and, and let me tell you guys at the end, spoiler free, uh, I just want to say that it does choices and an ending better than Mass Effect did. Sorry, Patrick. Um, you had a choice of like two or three options. And then once you made that choice, depending on all your other choices from the rest of the game, you then it branched off into like two other choices. So you had up to like six or seven possible endings which was pretty cool. I, I made all the choices that I made, and uh, a lot of it was based on like how you treated your brother or what you taught him. Uh, he followed your example a lot of times. So like when you make the choice at the end, if it's if it's if it's like against how you taught him, then he'll take matters into his own hands. And it's really fascinating. I, I liked my ending. I thought it was very fitting. I watched some of the under other endings, and that got really dark. And I was glad my my playthrough didn't go that direction. But uh, overall, I was satisfied. And other than, you know, having to wear the proverbial earmuffs from time to time, uh, I liked it. And I give it a 9 out of 10 earmuffs. Oh, sweet deal. Yeah. Yep, it was good. Uh, The game I almost platinumed was Alien Nation. And for those who have forgotten, it's an isometric top-down RPG shooter that I've played almost 100% of with Chris the Canadian Rock. And Ooh, nice. it was really fun. Yeah, it's good times. We played nice and early, usually between like 5 and 7 o'clock in the morning. It was like 4 o'clock in the morning for him a lot of times. He is like hardcore waking up early. I don't know how he does it. 
What does isometric like. mean? Uh, I said metric. Start means... asking these questions, by the way, because when you guys are talking about video games, like nine times out of ten, mm. I don't know what any of those letters mean. It <laughs> is just like this: the camera angle from Diablo Diablo Three. Yes, that's the camera angle. Fair enough. Sorry, I should have said that. It has a Diablo Three view, which I really like. Like that viewpoint, um, partly because it makes me feel like I'm a kid again. Like I'm playing with action figures, moving them around, and uh, it's 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 kind of nostalgic for me. Um, I'd say only behind like platformers and 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 games like that, the the isometric view or the Diablo kind of top down look is uh, is really enjoyable. Um, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a bit of a long platinum. Well, I, I still don't have it yet, but to get the platinum, it takes like fifty or sixty hours. So you really got to put some time into it. But uh, Chris and I just kept plugging away every week, little by little. Appropriately, appropriately, the last leg of the journey was us spending multiple hours grinding in a, uh, for XP in a mission set none other than Brazil over well, and look over at that. and over again. It was very appropriate. <laughs> um, on Saturday, we were supposed to get the Platinum, and we had one more level to get to to then finish the, the missions, and the PlayStation Network would not let us join the same game. It was... Very frustrating. Oh, jeez. Isn't that the worst when, like, your game is down? Like, you're getting ready to get in there and play. Like, you're you're already set on it. And yeah. And just you shut down. Yeah. It's That's very disheartening. Yep. It was a huge bummer. But uh, we we just, you know, we played kind of parallel to each other to, to fully level up our characters. And then uh, pretty much after that, just played Rocket League. So, for some reason, Rocket League let us connect. But Alienation would not let us connect. So... That was a, a bit of a bummer. But in, a, in all of that, uh, Chris kind of said, why don't we wait to get the Alienation Platinum and you get some other Platinums and hold it off for the uh, Extra Life stream later Boom. on in the month. And I'm like, you know what? That's what we're going to do. It's a good idea. So, yeah, I thought that was a great idea. So I'm going to save that. Lego Harry Potter, we were here too with Patrick, God of War, and uh, that's going to be a part of the uh, March 19th and 20th Extra Life stream. From 9 p.m. to 9 p.m. Be there or be square. Uh, the last thing I want to mention, partly because it segues to the next person to give their update, is I've hit a second wave of addiction and dedication to Rocket League. Um, I've now realized that it is officially in 2021 probably going to be my apex, and I'm not ashamed. Not ashamed to say it. You know, you Dead go. Cells last year was my apex, uh, but this one is a little more fitting since it's multiplayer. Um, been playing with uh, Chris on Saturdays and, and twice a week um, and just really enjoying it. Started getting to competitive and uh, I think I like it better than casual almost. It gives you that extra carrot to kind of like improve and improve your division, improve your silver, gold, platinum, whatever. Uh, I'm definitely silver. I'm definitely not gold or platinum, but uh, I'm hoping to get there. I mean, I've even gotten so far now as to get into competitive 1v1, which is very difficult to say the least one false move and they are just destroying you it hurts real bad and so yeah, 1v1 sounds rough I, I i think i've probably played it like messing around but oh that sounds terrible i miss a lot yeah you you really learn to rely on your your teammates to kind of back you up you do you back them up and when you have that mindset when it's 1v1 it's like wait a second oh no the bumpers are gone I had I had a number of uh, chase down blocks or saves, even though I lost. 
that even the guy I was playing was like, "Wow, what a save!" Like he was doing the little the little hot yeah. buttons, and that was cool. He was a, it was a it was a nice first opponent to to play, even though he beat me like six to four, seven to yeah. four. Uh, it was a good first experience, and I think it'll help me uh, get better. And uh, and and in addition to you know getting competitive, I also bought uh, the season pass or the premium pack, whatever you want to call it, because. I really wanted to uh, just show Psionics a little love. They really deserve it. I've put over 100 hours into this game and probably will put another 100 hours into it. So in the yeah. very least, I thought I could get this season pack. Uh, I got a bunch of cool gear and paint jobs and uh, got a got a fun little disco uh, goal explosion. Which yeah, those is, are cool. Those are, it's pretty cool. So I still covet very much, Ronnie, your Jurassic Park uh, rocket. <laughs> I know rocket you can't get it anymore. Goal explosion. I know you can't get it, and I'm just like, man, can I borrow that? That thing is. <laughs> it makes me sad. The- it makes me sad. Like I, I miss. Like I think I had it when I had it on Xbox. I can't remember. Um, I have the. Um, I had the you had Batmobile. Batmobile didn't you? What's that? Yeah. Yeah, you had the Batmobile. Yeah, I had the like Batmobile. Old school. And one. I think I had the DeLorean too, and now I can't get it. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Especially the Batmobile. I don't even think I've seen that in real Lucas, life. I actually bought the F-150. Oh, did you? Nice. I did. I bought that pack. It looked I like was ashamed, cool really, because I told myself when I started playing Rocket League again, I'm like, all right, I'm not spending a dollar this time. <laughs> Apparently, you've been and down I was like, this oh, path before. man, but they got a truck now. I got to get that. <laughs> yeah. It is funny how it's like, it's really just digital, like, I don't know, decorations, and it's it's nothing that really helps you do anything. It's just cool. It's the one thing I don't. That, like there is one thing that I don't like about Rocket League and is that it is a money grabbing game. Yeah. Like you is. could spend just a fortune in Rocket League, like Well they have to. They have to be like that since it's technically free to play. They've gotta earn their Yeah. I guess, but I will tell you that this free to play game probably makes more money than like a single purchase upfront game. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they yeah. definitely do. Yeah. Yep. They I mean they must like make a killing. Yeah. Because it's like for the pack, like like for the F one fifty, it was like, um, it was like either fifteen thousand or no, fifteen hundred. Yeah, I think it was fifteen uh, credits, yeah. which is just fifteen bucks, and it's like that's like an expansion you would buy on another game, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 But at least you look cool, and you'll have that. Uh, yeah, F-150, I don't even use baby. it now. Yeah, you got to use it all the time now. Like every car is different. Like you got to yeah. like work with the one you like. Yep, that's for sure. I mean, as soon as I bought the season pack, I, I like kitted all the cars I could with the stuff I got. I was like, I got to use this. So here we go. Yeah. It's just, just find a way to color coordinate everything. But yeah, speaking of Ronnie and his, you know, color coordinating now that has nothing to do with color coordinating. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to uh, play some rocket league with you. So we gotta, we gotta hang out and get to we it. We're in so. on that. Yeah, man. So with that, Ronnie, <clears throat> I've, I've shared plenty. Right. Now it's your right. turn. What has been going on? Um, in the standard outside world out of gaming, um, we didn't really do anything this week. We had a nice date night, which was us at Ooh. home, like cooked dinner, had a nice like dinner and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always nice. Like I-, I prefer that to going out to like a nice restaurant, you know, or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so we did that. And then on the gaming front, I stopped playing grounded. Oh no! Abruptly, really. Uh, that's a bummer. <clears throat> like you know, 
there's when you have that like itch to play a game and you think about it during the day or whatever like all right when i get home i'm gonna play <clears throat> i got on after one of those days and eric and i were kind of walking around he's like all right what do you want to do and it's like I kind of just want to play Rocket League. I don't, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> and it's over. Gone. <laughs> and it's over just like that. I don't even want to yeah. play it. Um, like, it was fun. It was fun for, you know, we put a bunch of hours into it. But now it's kind of like, eh, I don't, you know, I don't want to go run from spiders. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Makes me think of, um, was it Toy Story? Where he, like, it was like a, a nightmare kind of thing. Or I think it was Andy, and he's like, I don't want to play with you anymore. And he drops uh, yeah. him. Oh, yeah, and he throws him on the bed. Uh, exactly. <laughs> or in the yeah. toy box. Yeah. So I stopped playing that. Um, I started playing another game, but I'll, I'll spoil that it was Diablo 3, but I'll let Pat talk about it since it was his first experience in a Diablo game. Wait, what? Yeah. Patrick's yeah. playing Diablo 3? Well, yeah. ex- uh, so this... Uh, weekend was every weekend there's like an xbox free play days and it's like usually one or two games that you can play for free over the weekend and this weekend was like spongebob uh kart racing and then diablo 3 what do these all have in common (laughs) i took a screenshot (laughs) of it and i sent a text to ronnie and eric and i was like you guys want to play and then eric's like which one i was like oh (laughs) spongebob of course (laughs) yeah so uh yeah we so we played some diablo 3 uh this past weekend and uh we played what for two or three four hours something like that yeah and i got got through act one and yeah that was awesome. It was like it was the adult version of Minecraft Dungeons. Yeah, and that's that's just an easy way to explain it. And yep. I was yeah. having a blast. Nice. Yeah, it is really fun. Enough to where it was on sale for twenty bucks, and I bought it. Nice. <laughs> now wait, this is on Xbox, right? Uh, uh, I saw it on twenty bucks for PlayStation, so I got it there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how much fun I was having with there this we game. Go. It's really fun, and actually, it honestly is a game that, like, I, I mean, I guess it is a little gory, but like Clark probably would do okay at it. Yeah, um, I think he would. I, I think, think he'd he would be all right okay. if he, he knows mean, how to play it with with Minecraft dungeons. I think yeah, he it's would the pick same it up real thing, quick. really. Just Mark, in, you're, yeah. you're doing God's work. You're going to kill the devil. You are. You are going to kill the devil. I mean, there's no way around it. We haven't got there yet, but like. Pat, did you watch like the cutscenes and stuff? Like it was. No, I- I'm gonna re- have to rewatch it because we were just like, we were skipping cutscenes oh, we and just flying. like as soon as, as, soon as it only took to you talk- a few hours to get through Act One. Yeah, well, yeah because we're we, we were skipping everything, and I was and they're like because Elizabeth Eric's wasn't like, with Eric's you. like, do you want to read this? And I was like, no, let's just play the game because I only have a little bit. Yeah. So I'll, I'll need to go back and and, nice. and get some of the story from Act the One. The cutscenes are cool, and that I mean. Like they yeah, are legitimately they're cool. really well done. Yeah, well, Patrick, they are. Uh, Chris and I have you covered on the PlayStation side because that's actually the next game we want to play. <gasps> no way! Yeah. Nice, fantastic. It's legit. That'll be a good time to try out like new characters because I guess with the free one they didn't give you like the you couldn't get like the Necromancer, mm-hmm. um, which like you'll like him. Like the Necromancer is really fun in that game. You can have like nine skeletons like at, ter- at times and like it's ridiculous nice do, do they still ex- do they explode your enemies when you raise the skeletons like they did in diablo 2 do you remember that yeah i think they i i think it's a certain skill that you can set like yeah like you have the skill to raise the skeletons and then you have like the little sub like attachments almost and i think yeah. probably it's one of them 
That was my favorite thing to do is when my <clears throat> friends, like when I'd play in college with friends in Diablo 2, they would kill like just a few characters and then I would start exploding corpses and it would take down the entire yeah. army going against us. Yeah, it was crazy. It gets ridiculous. Crazy strong. <clears throat> but yeah, so it's it's always fun. Like Diablo 3, it basically took another person like to get me in. Like Eric's been like dying to get me to play it like just with him. And yeah. I played with like Elizabeth for a long time and it was like, right. eh, you know. Like, if we get a group together, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, we uh, we ended up doing that for a few hours. It, it's such a fun game, honestly. Yeah. It, it really is. I wanted to play some today, but, like, <laughs> Pat couldn't play, and it's like, I don't want to, like, go ahead or anything like that, you know? But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it, like, for me on the gaming front. And for the week, I, I did not have a lot going on this week. Mark, what about you? Oh, this week has been has been interesting, I guess. <laughs> um, so this past uh, this past Saturday, I'm kind of I'm gonna kind of go back and forth, I guess, between gaming and and the real life. Why um, not? And Let's see if we can guess which is which. <laughs> real uh, life or gaming? Here we go. <laughs> so uh, this past Saturday night. Um, Let's see. Yeah, this past Saturday night, I decided to instead of playing Cyber Shadow like uh, I had originally planned, um, I decided to uh, instead celebrate Pokemon's 25th anniversary, which was on Saturday. Uh, it was also Pokemon Day, which they celebrate every year. But um, happy birthday, Pikachu! This was special in particular because it was. Pokemon's 25th anniversary. The red and nice. green versions of Pokemon were released in Japan in 1996. Um, came a year later as red and blue in the U.S. Um, but uh, um, we decided to I decided to celebrate with uh, with by playing some Pokemon on stream. So uh, big thanks to my coworker Zach. Uh, I was able to borrow his Switch and. Um, we played some Pokemon Sword on stream, which is the, as of right now, the latest Pokemon game to be released on the Switch. Um, Very cool. So, I I think I'm gonna stick to OG Pokemon, just because oh, yeah? there's entirely like the too stuff? much going on in that game. Uh-oh. Um, like there's a lot of new stuff. First of all, I forgot. How much talking is in that game? <laughs> How many dialogue boxes you have to go through? And I'm like, come on, I just want to catch Pokemon in battle, please. <laughs> and he's a no, of course, you know, you got to start out, you got to select what kind of character you want to be, and then you meet your rival, and then you're going back and forth to all these different houses and meeting different people, and then finally one of the characters allows you to select from one of three Pokemon, starter Pokemon. And and you get to pick that. And then of course you have to fight your 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 friend who is technically your rival. Um and then That's just like the cartoon. Hold on, wait a second. That's not really a friend. Fake He's friend. technically your rival wait, but your friend. Mark, are we talking Ooh. about real life now? <laughs> this, did this happen to you? In real God. life? You can tell us. It's okay. Um but uh, no, they're they're friends, but it's 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 casual friendly rival, not mm. like I hate you kind oh, of I rival. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
um, because they're both starting out as Pokemon trainers and they're wanting to train to be the best. Like no one, like no one ever was. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, and so we played for a couple hours. Um, and, uh, I, at first I was like, okay, I'm easing into this. This is pretty much just like your standard Pokemon game. And then I got to a certain point. It was like an open field. And all of a sudden I started running into Pokemon that were like 10 to 15 levels higher than where I was. Um, that's dangerous. Yeah. Cause like I was like a level 15 or whatever. Um, and there's actually a mechanic where like certain Pokemon, like flying Pokemon, they'll be flying around and you, to get your, their attention, you can whistle at them. (laughs) And so, and so I had one in particular that I whistled at and he, he came to me and realized it's a level 26. I'm like, no. And of course (laughs) the first time I tried to, cause you have the option to run first time. It's like. You can't escape. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and so it forced me. Um, well, actually, I don't think I had to fight him. Uh, the second time I hit run, it finally let me go. Um, but um, there was just like a whole bunch of Pokemon in that area that were like 10 to 12 uh, levels above me. And plus, also, there were like these, they were almost like these wells with these this red light beaming out of them and if you if you approached them and interacted them with them they had these uh particular pokemon that have this mechanic called a gigantamax um mm. where basically it's it's kind of like this reader repulsa type type effect to make my monster grow kind of thing um <laughs> where all, all of a sudden your pokemon is like 12 feet tall and just just absolutely you- huge could you uh, ride it? What does that do? Like for it to be that big, does it make it extra strong? Yeah, it basically makes it extra strong. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, and more difficult to kill. Um, yeah. Or, sorry, faint. Make faint. Right. Yeah, no killing is involved yeah. in Pokemon. Just fainting. Uh, <laughs> Stars <laughs> above the head. Yep. And uh, basically, you 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 get this like uh, this power bar that you know eventually powers up to where you can turn your pokemon you you have to like have this special band on your wrist that that basically connects you with your pokemon and allows them to grow larger and and all this stuff and it was like a, a multiplayer type thing where it randomly uh match was matchmaking me with three other pokemon in order to fight this gigantamax pokemon Mm-hmm. And just just a lot of stuff there that like is newer to the series that I just didn't really care for, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's just the old you know the old curmudgeon in me wanting my old school Pokemon, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just it's just a lot. Um, I mean, overall, it was still just kind of fun to get back into that type of world, but at the same time, there's just a lot of stuff new stuff that i didn't like gotcha so i think i may actually i have a 3ds so i may download the og pokemon and just play that just for there you go. nostalgia experience but kick it old school yeah but um then of course uh uh today i kind of wanted to to point out as kind of an ending to to my update um we announced uh march's gmg 
game of the month. GMG got, got him. Which is, and I am excited to say this, it is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Literally my favorite game. Yes. Um, yeah. So, and the way you announced it was awesome. For sure. It was really legit, dude. I, I figured if we were going to, if we were going to, you know, do something like my favorite game, I was going to try to do something special to announce it. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I don't think I can do this every time we do a GMG Gotham announcement, but. That's uh, not an option you have to. Every oh time. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need to see more of these. And, Just and don't play wife... Blood- Bloodborne as the Gotham game. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, and my wife and Cisco will be involved in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen that video, check it out on the uh, GMG Twitter. I uh, posted it there. Yep. Um, Twitter.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that was pretty much my week. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about GMG Gotham at the end of the show. But that's pretty much my week. Fantastic idea. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah. What's up, brother from another mother? Uh, 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 a lot, really. So yeah. this, Play it on so us. This, Last week was my second week of working, so I kind of fell back into a comfort level of staying up a little bit later and you know just playing games, watching movies, and things like that. Uh, this past week, I, I was on Hulu, and I was trying to find something to watch, and the first thing that popped up was Face Off with John Travolta and Nick Cage, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Sure. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this. So my wife's in, in the chair. I'm in the bedroom, and... We're, uh, we're watching it. She's like, what is this movie? And I'm trying to explain it to her. She's like, wait, they they switch faces like surgically? I'm like, yep, just that's the just get past it. Don't worry about that part. Just enjoy the show. Exactly. <laughs> action adventure with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. Exactly. Just- <laughs> yep. So, uh, you know, she's watched. She's kind of on the chair, kind of watching, listening, and uh, she's just laughing hysterically at the the stupidness of this this story of this movie, uh, but I had a great I have a great time with that. It's a '90s flick with John Travolta and Nick Cage, and there's just a lot of action, a lot of unnecessary action, and uh, so I had a good time with that. And after that ended, it was it was like up next Con Air. I was like, <laughs> well, you already get you got me, you got me. Let's <laughs> so, just keep going, keep this train rolling. Welcome to Nick. And Mel's Fest. like. I'm, yeah, and then Mel says, I love Con Air. And I'm like, what? You do? <laughs> Let's watch it together. So we, so we watched Con nice. Actually, this was this was last Monday night. And uh, I had to stop because we – or last – was it last Tuesday when we were doing the recording? And uh, I was like, oh, I got to go do, gotta go do the, uh, the podcast. And so she watched the rest of it <laughs> by herself. So, nice. Yeah, she loves that movie. You know what that movie, Patrick – uh, Mindy and I watched that for the first time together in college, and that was the yeah. first time I heard Mindy sing was during "Sweet Home Alabama" when that song There's came some on. Good, the good soundtrack in and that. She sang it to me, and I was like, "I didn't know you could sing." So, <laughs> and then Steve Buscemi's like, "Define irony: a bunch of people singing a song to a band who died in a plane crash." Exactly. <laughs> that mo- that movie's so good. I don't. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. Con Air is a national treasure. Another it great is, is Nicholas Cage yeah. movie, by the way, um, as we know. And then, so on the flip side of the of movies, so my son and I watched a movie on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and it was Flora 
are Fiona and Ulysses. Oh yeah, with a squirrel on the front. It's a it's it's a squirrel superhero movie. Oh, it it it's a Disney it's a Disney movie. So they do like a lot of um, Marvel kind of references. Really, I'm there's intrigued. a there's a part there's a part where uh, there's the the main uh, character is like a nine year old girl, and she tells her dad, "I love you three thousand. So it was just like that. Those kinds of references uh, to it. It was it was good. It was only like an hour and a half, um, and Clark absolutely loved it. It's uh it's cute. You know, it's not like a it's not like a award winning kind of movie, but it was cute. Cool. Uh, but it was yeah. It's 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 fun just seeing the squirrel just all of a sudden have superpowers of flying strength. You know, it's just it's it's fun. It's a fun movie. I if if I were to rate it, I would probably give it seven and a half out of ten. All right. I think it's a, I think it's worth it's a right watch for with kids your movies. kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, on the gaming front, like I said, I played Diablo three, which was really cool. Uh, I did try that Outriders demo. Oh yeah, that, that recently just came out and has everybody talking about it. So I was like, you know what, I'll try it. And it is like a division style game. It's a third person shooter. Okay. Um, same like cover mechanics and everything. Except it's like, I guess it's mashed between like a Mass Effect kind of world where Earth is just decaying. So they went out into uh, the space to find another Earth-like world. And there's like on this new world, you end up getting like powers. And there's like four classes in there. You can be like a pyromaniac. You can be like a... I don't know what the other one was because I, I only did the pyromaniac one. Yeah, there was like uh, Trickster so far. and I forget the other two. Uh, yeah, but it was it, it it was fun. Um, I only played by myself for like the first mission. It's definitely a game that you have to play with multiple people. It's a multiplayer game for sure. Yeah. Uh, you can play it solo, but I think it's just way better. Like it's just like Division. It's it you can play it, but it's so much better when you're playing with others. Um, so I I, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, but uh, I think um, I don't know if I'm gonna get back to it really. Cause I'm still playing wrestling. I'm still playing <laughs> WWE 2K. Even after you got the platinum. So the, yeah, this past week I got the platinum, and I let me oh, tell right. you, getting that was this, spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you this: the road to getting this platinum. Tell us it. So I I talked about it last week. How getting the online trophies was awful. I had to delete my entire save and start fresh. Um, but I backed it up, so it was fine. I can get back to it. The last two pretty much trophies that I needed to get were I had to do this 16-match tower, kind of like a Mortal Kombat game tower where you, you, you fight different people. And each, each it's, it's on legendary difficulty, so the hardest difficulty. And each match had a stipulation. And the stipulation was like you start with red health. So it goes from like blue to yellow to red. Um, depending on how you know healthy you are, or whatever. So it start with you start with red health, or you start start with uh, no finishers, and the opponent starts with three finishers. Um, you have to beat two people, like a like a triple threat match, and it's and these triple threat matches are the worst because both the opponents go after you, mm. and it's, it's and the only way to win is to reverse and reverse and reverse. But you only have so many reversals. There was one. There was one stipulation where you had only two reversals, and 
Uh, once you use one, that like little bar goes away. So then you have one left. If you use another reversal, then you have zero reversals until some later time in the match. So it was, it was. I wanted to throw my controller through my TV. Really, it was so frustrating. Yikes! Yeah. So, but I, I did it. I went through all the matches, and there was there was several matches where I had to do them over and over and over again. Um, but it was fine. But one of the weirdest things with it because my save is so messed up. So I would have to fight like Triple H or Undertaker or John Cena. Every single time, it wouldn't be John Cena. It wouldn't be Triple H. It would be Drew McIntyre's body, his character model, every single match. <laughs> so even though it was John Cena walking down to the ring, it was Drew McIntyre's body. It's like a fever doing dream. All like, it was so, so strange. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play this. They're going to – it's whatever. So I went, ended up doing that. The last trophy was I needed to play the showcase mode. And that's like the women's evolution and them, like the women's whole division going from what it was back in like the nineties to what it is today. Um, and it was really, it was really cool seeing, seeing that, uh, the progress of WWE and wrestling and bringing in the women's division and all that. Uh, but it was, it was annoying because there was, because it's not just one woman that had revolutionized the women's division. There were a lot of them. And so there was a lot of, triple threat matches or fatal four-way matches and i'm like i hate these (laughs) and it's like and that like one of the hardest one was a ladder match and you have to get up to you have to get up to the championship belt you have to do a mini game once you're once you're up on top of the on top of the ladder paper rock scissors or so there's like a circle that goes around and there's like a little notch open on the circle and you have like a ball that you can move around the circle and once it gets in front of the notch you can hit right trigger and it goes in, but you have to do that. You have to do that like eight times. Oh my gosh! To actually grab it. So the only way that you can do this is if the rest of the wrestlers are down, because oh, if they're geez. up, they're gonna come up. They're gonna pull you down. They're gonna knock down the ladder. They're gonna punch you. They're gonna grapple you. And so it's just like it was. Uh, you know, I was used to like these five ten minute matches. These were like 35-minute matches, Jeez. and it was taking forever. Now, you could, luckily, couldn't you play this on easy? The, uh, the girl I was, part? I was on easy. Oh, okay. I, I, I was on easy, but I, I, since it's a showcase mode, I didn't know if they changed it to normal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it was still it was still tough. Uh, but one of the cool things is I could skip the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I, I, I did once, but the rest of them were like, okay, this is a really interesting story. I'm going to continue to watch it. Whose bright idea so, was to make a mini game out of grabbing a belt? Yeah, I wish I wish it was a little bit shorter, but I get it. You know, it's the the ladder matches are supposed to be like brutal, brutal matches. You're supposed to get down to red health. Yeah. They should have made but, it like Surgeon Simulator or something, where you like all the buttons <laughs> control a finger, <laughs> and so you had to like hit all the buttons at once to grab it. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so speaking speaking of wrestling, I watched this new. Uh, I have the WWE Network, and every once in a while they come out with a new new show, and there's a documentary line of shows called Twenty Four, and they go through wrestlers' backstories, and the most recent one was Big E. I don't know if you guys know who Big E is, but he's he's relatively new. He's a, he's been in he's been been in wrestling since maybe two thousand and eight. Uh, so most of the most of the 
you guys watching it's probably what in the 90s early 2000s when you guys watched that is correct. wrestling so he's a newer and it was just showing him he's one of my favorite wrestlers uh, i did a top five a few weeks ago and he's in my top five and just seeing the way he carries himself personally and his character and his beliefs and just just made me like him even more um it was just like really cool like he was a he was a he played for iowa football team and he blew out his acl one year so he had to sit out that entire year and then the next year he comes back and he's all ready and he blows out his other other knee oh, and, he, and he tears his acl so he's done and um so he just just sh- just shows his storyline of going through the WWE and going through his different gimmicks and different personalities in the WWE. It was really cool to see. So I if if you like wrestling, um, I think it's a really cool story. Even if you don't like wrestling, I think it's really really neat just to see that uh, the story, the struggle, and just seeing where he is now. Because for the longest time, he was a tag team wrestler with two other guys. Uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods and they both got injured so it was like he was the only one that was not injured Hmm. so they pushed him into a single storyline to where he was just doing his thing and right now he is the intercontinental champion so Hmm. it's really cool just to see what he's done and what what Vince McMahon sees in him and just pushes him along nice so that was really cool after that speaking of wrestling I also watched some this new the rock show which is called young rock have you guys have you guys heard about this i've heard about it i have not seen it it is so so the rock it's it's a story of the rock who is running for president in 2032 and he is and he is being interviewed by i don't know his his real name uh but he is the the agent Wu in WandaVision and the Marvel Universe. Randall Park. Randall Park. So he's interviewed by him. And he's in, so as he's interviewing them, they're going back in time of uh, The Rock Young and growing up with his dad being a wrestler and things like that. And his fanny So there's pack. two episodes so far, and it's not bad. It's actually not bad. Huh. Um, That's cool. I'd vote for it. Yeah, him. so... <laughs> yeah, yeah which is hilarious on the on in WWE 2K20 the whole creative player storyline the rock is the president in the game. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. That's funny. Um speaking of wrestling, we're on a road to WrestleMania and what better time to talk about wrestling than right now? That's right, folks. We are talking about WWE, WCW, ECW, WWF, NWA, all that jazz. We are going to be talking about wrestling, and I'm really, really excited about it. Woo! Yes, do the Ric Flair woo. We are getting in it. That's where my knowledge stops, right there. (laughs) So a lot of people, uh, when they get into wrestling, they have their own name. So... You know, John Cena, his name's John Cena. Stone Cold Steve Austin, his name, he changed it to Steve Austin. It used to be like Steve Rogers or something like that. I don't know what it was. Like Captain America? But it's now... 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It probably wasn't that. It was like Steve, <laughs> Steve Robinson. Rogers. I don't know. Uh, but so we're going to start a game. I'm going to give you their real names, and you got to let me know. You got to guess who, who the wrestler is. All right. So I'm going to start off with a few toss-ups. Are you going to give us the softballs. era in which they wrestled? Or are we so just going most, in the dark? Okay, so, so let me preface this. This is going to be wrestlers that you know. So this is going to be in the Attitude Era between 97 and 2002. How about earlier? Because that's... Uh, some of these wrestler, wrestlers were in the uh, era before that, so that's good. You know, I will take it. They're gonna be, they're gonna be rest, All wrestlers that I have are gonna be wrestlers that you know. All right. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> all right. So the first guy that I'm going to name his real name, and you got to guess what his, I guess, buzz in, do whatever. But na- the first guy is William Goldberg. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. <laughs> yeah, R- Mark. Bill Goldberg? Oh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough one. I almost didn't see that one coming. You got it, Mark. Good job. All right. The next one is Dwayne Johnson. Ding, ding, ding. Dwayne oh, the Rock Lucas. Johnson. Good job. It is The Rock. All right. Now we're going to get into some a little bit harder ones. Here we go. Oh, I like but the softballs. Just think about the names that I'm giving you, and it might you might be able to get. I still it. can't believe we're doing a wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andre Rusimov. Bing, 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 bing. Mark. Sorry, I forgot what my thing was. Andre the Giant. <laughs> you got it. Nice. All right, Terry Bollea. Bing, 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 bing. Oh, Hulk Hogan. Mark is a closet wrestler. What Honestly, I was like, happening? which which person was Terry? And it, yeah, it was all good. <laughs> good one. All right. Next one. Paul White. Bing, 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 bing. Mark again. I think it's the big show. It is the Mark big show. Mark has been watching wrestling his <laughs> entire Mark life nonstop. Dude, I see this guy. And we'll talk it's more like about Schwab it. But like, that wrestling. was, he's, he's naming all mainly like, for the most part, Attitude Era. For the most part. Um, okay, so now it's going to get a little bit harder. Yeah, I think you're going to lose me here. Yeah, you already Michael, lost me. <laughs> the next one is Michael Hickenbottom. <laughs> he, ch- he changed his name because... For good reason, he yes. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've lost me. Any uh, guesses? Chris Jericho. Mm, no, good guess, though. Is it one of the Hart brothers? Michael Hart? You, you were close. He is the heartbreak kid. Sean Ooh, Michaels. Yes. Michaels? Oh, Ronnie out of the Sean Michaels. Yes, HBK. Michael Hickenbottom. <laughs> uh, next one, James Helwig. <laughs> I mean, Helwig. That would have been a good wrestler name. The Helwig. Isn't that the owl from <laughs> Harry Potter? <laughs> Oh no! Wait, that's Hedwig. <laughs> that was close though. Hellwig, Hedwig. I'll see here. Attitude error, mm. right? This was this was probably uh, a little earlier. Uh, I would say about maybe the nineteen ninety. Okay, say it again. James Hellwig. Um, Jake the, the Snake Roberts. Mm, no and no. The Ultimate Warrior. You got it. it. It is the ultimate warrior. Like, I, yes. look, I just pulled that out Mark. of my head. Like, <laughs> man. All right. 
All right, Mark has five. Lucas and Ronnie have Uno. Oh, I was gonna say zero. Uh, I give Ronnie okay, my point. Next one. Next one is Paul Levesque. Oh shoot! Mark knows it. He and no, I know. I've heard it. the name. I don't remember what it was. Hmm. He's the game. He is the Triple game. H. Triple H. Really? Yes. Paul Levesque. <clears throat> All right. Glenn Jacobs. We got three more. Glenn Jacobs. Yeah, I don't know this one. Attitude error on this one? Yes. Attitude error on this one. This guy was about mm, seven feet tall. The Undertaker? No. Close. Kane? Yes. Kane. Wow. Glenn Jacobs. What if he wore that mask? His name was Glenn. Yeah, like, did this. I know. I, I, hey, Glenn, you're up next. Kane. All right, okay. So, Mark, you have five. Ronnie, you have three. I have two left. Ronnie, you need to get these. Is that counting the point I Otherwise, gave him? What's that? I gave him my point. You gave him your point? We pulled yeah. our points together for Yeah, we got a pool if we're going to face Mark. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is Lucas tag and Ronnie team. versus Mark. We're going to take right. down the Schwab. <laughs> All right. Well, Randall Poffo. Randall Poffo. Jake the Snake Roberts. Not even close. Can we get Million the dollar man. era? Uh, yes, it is the. He was probably he was in the WWF and WCW. Randy Macho Man Savage, sure is. Yes, Randy Savage. Nice. All right, last one. Come back, kid. Mark. Mark Calloway. Ronnie, you said it like nine times already. The Undertaker. <laughs> yes. The Undertaker, finally. Finally, The Undertaker. At one there point, I was going to start just guessing The Undertaker. Cause like, yeah, he's I did. Okay. I wanted to All do right. that, too. It's a good thing. So it was five to five. All right. This is the final round, and it's The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, when he debuted in 1996, what was his in-ring name? And I'm going to give you multiple choice on this one. I know what it is. <laughs> oh, well, all right, Mark, go ahead. Wasn't it Rocky Maivia? In 1996, when he debuted in the U.S. His oh, nickname? Man, yes. So he, so before he got into the WWF, he he uh, wrestled in some sort of uh, program with uh, Jerry the King Lawler. His his federation. His name, so the four names, Rocky Maivia, Rocky Johnson, Flex Cavana, or The Rock. There's literally no way it was Flex Cavana. <laughs> it could I was going to guess that Flex Cavana was. Rocky Maivia, wasn't guess. it? Mark pe- uh, chose Rocky Maivia. I'll choose The Rock. And The Rock. No, I am sorry. You are both wrong. Lucas wins. His name was Flex Cavana. Unbelievable. In 1996. Unbelievable. Yes. I tried to lose so, and I still won. I was like, what does Cavana mean? So it is a loose translation. It can either mean boy or water. So basically, he was flex Water boy. boy. Water boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's definitely changed a ton. That's At one point, he was when he first started. He looks like he's doubled. He was. So, so he was Flex Cavana in, in that uh, – oh, man, I can't remember what it was, but it was the 
Jerry the King Lawler, U.S. Wrestling, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but um, but when he that was in '96, and when he debuted in the WWF, he was Rocky Maivia. Okay. Mm. So you got it, and his, and uh, Rocky Johnson was his dad when he wrestled. So he is a second or third generation. I think he's a third generation wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, um, we'll keep it keep it within the Attitude Era. Um, I wanted to talk about this because this past year, like uh, wrestling, has been a resurgence for me. Like it is just so interesting to see some of these wrestlers that I used to watch. There's like, and some of them are still wrestling or still on WWE right now. Like Ric Flair, he is old. He's just like a dad right now. Yeah, because his daughter wrestles. Charlotte Flair and she's like she does the same thing she does the woo she does the night she, she does the chops and everything um <laughs> and then uh back uh, I don't know if you remember Edge back in like 98 2000 when he won like 14 tag team titles yeah um he just won the Royal Rumble and he's gonna face Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania at the age of 47 dude is 47 and he looks in the best shape in his life yeah dude i remember when it was he was part of a um he was part of a group it was a tag team i think it was called the brood the brood with gangrel and christian and christian yeah Mm-hmm. yeah i remember that that was like that was early for him yeah. gangrel was like broke... the vampire guy right with uh a... yeah you'd spit <laughs> yes. out blood and crap yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so i uh, like i think i started watching wrestling when i was 13 I started watching it when basically like the week after Bill Goldberg debuted in WCW, uh, people were like, you got to see this guy. So then I just got hooked on WCW. I watched that for about a year. And then, then DX came and DX got me. They like, they invaded like WCW. Apparently they had two shows. WCW and WWF had shows like 19 miles apart and DX had, like invaded and went out with like a they had a tank or whatever yep. and they were over at the WCW venue and that's when I was like well, who is who's DX so then I switched over to to WWF at the time and I did not look back cuz that had like The Rock, Undertaker, Kane, Steve DX, Austin came along, Stone Cold. It was like the like every every type of character that you that uh you is synonymous with wrestling was from this era. And I went to like, I only, I went to a few house shows. I went to WCW Nitro. It was, it was a lot. Did you guys, did you guys go to any shows? Nope. I did. Negative. Um, I went to like a, I think it was like a Thursday night Smackdown or something like that. When yeah. I was younger, yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're like, there's like a, a down at uh, the, the banks. There's a U.S. Bank Arena. That's mm-hmm. where they did all the wrestling. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Um. So, uh, we have a lot of stuff on Discord and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, I saw that. I saw you posted on Instagram. Instagram? (laughs) Yes. So, all right, lay it on. Why don't we go over to Instagram? Uh, Let's see. Cass Junkie says. (laughs) Stone Cold shaped my attitude. Oh, my gosh. I I can't read this. Okay. Uh, Stone Cold shaped my attitude for many years and honestly to this day. The way he didn't give two craps about what he was told and did what he wanted was amazing. 
Secondly, Undertaker was always an idol of mine as well. Rising from the ashes each show to instill ever loving to instill the ever loving hell to his opponent. And he met he met mankind too. Nice. That's awesome. Cool. Sucko! Did you, did you guys have you guys seen that clip of Undertaker throwing mankind off the hell in the cell? Yeah. Yeah. How I don't he like he wanted to do that. Oh, that was yeah. why I watched a documentary um, on Nick that. Nick Foley was and, like my favorite wrestler of all time. <laughs> like he'd just go in there and t- just take an absolute beating every single time. Didn't he still and he would do it from that? Uh, he was messed uh, up then, I'm pretty sure. No, nah, I think uh, he's he's a normal guy. Well, no, uh, I mean I like think, he I think he injured himself during that match. Oh, his injuries are like mon- he had like oh. monumental injuries from like yeah. matches. Like his like career injury list is outrageous. There, yeah, he he was got thrown <laughs> off the Hell in a Cell match. He got thrown through the top of the Hell in a Cell on tacks. Yep, That's like this guy was insane. He was a hardcore champion, and he should be. He should be. <laughs> he had like two other personas too, didn't he? Cactus Jack and uh, Dude Love. Yeah, <laughs> Dude Love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh let's see. Going over to going over to Facebook. Uh, Mike Doherty says, um, one of my brothers and I's favorite movies of all time, Major Pain, had a cameo by a wrestler. And as a kid, we thought it was so awesome. Name the wrestler. Uh, do you guys know what wrestler was in Major so Pain? It's been so long since I've seen Major Pain. I have no idea. I do not know Respect who that wrestler my is. Authority. Um, uh, was it Sergeant Slaughter? I mean, that, who, who else would it be? I have no idea yeah. actually who it was. I don't remember. I haven't watched. Major I'm gonna Pain say in a while. I'm gonna say Sergeant <clears throat> Slaughter because he was in the military. I guess. Yeah. Sure. That guy. Yeah. Do you guys remember Sergeant Slaughter? What that year was that? Before. What year was yeah. that movie? I vaguely remember Sergeant Slaughter. Ninety four. I definitely remember like that. Sergeant Slaughter actually. But I don't mm. remember if he was in Major Pain. Um, he says. Uh, are there any favorite wrestling cameos outside of wrestling, excluding Rock and John John Cena? I think for me, what is <laughs> going on the opposite route? Uh, David Arquette and Ready to Rumble. Yeah, David Arquette. There was a lot of big names in that. Like uh, Diamond Dallas Page was in that. He was, he was like a big, big part. Role, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's and it's, it was. Uh, that was also when David Arquette won the national or the the WCW Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> David Arquette, which is like a black mark in wrestling <laughs> when a celebrity wins the title over all these other people who have worked their butts off for their entire lives. Yeah, and this guy just comes in and wins. Lucas, Dude, you got to see that, that one. You have to Bam, see that Bam movie. Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam major, Bigelow. How about that? Was in Major Pain. Oh my gosh, really? Bam Bam, Bam, Bam Bigelow. Bigelow. I remember that. I totally forgot about him, but I do vaguely remember that. Huh. Wow. All right. Yeah, the cameo I liked was uh, Snap into a Slim Jim with uh, <clears throat> Randy Savage. Was that Randy Savage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember Slim in, Jim. in Major Bones Pain, wasn't ready. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow was like a biker or something that he beat up like out on the... Yeah. Uh, like a little grassy field or whatever. Yep. Mm. No, mine was Diamond Dallas Page from Ready to Rumble. There you go. South High Five. I think uh, I think Bill Goldberg was in like Universal Soldier. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold Sasha was Banks in that- was in Mandalorian. Yeah, it's true. There you it's go. true. Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, was in. 
Oh, man, what was that movie? The, the Condemned or something where they go to that island and they have to fight to the death? It was like Hunger Games, yeah. but rated R. That movie was awesome. Yes. Not for children. <laughs> Thus, the R rating. Pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. The R rating sometimes doesn't do it justice. <laughs> That's true. My favorite true, true. wrestler cameo. It's not really a cameo. Dave Batista, Drax. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a really, really good that's one. That's an extended cameo. Yeah. How did you, How did you know he was so still? How did you know yeah. he was in the in the movie? How long he have you been so standing slowly. there? An hour. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. An hour. <laughs> um, Travis Pospisil says, if you like heavy metal, check out Fozzy. The lead singer is Chris Jericho. I knew that. Yeah, so Chris like Jericho does I remember, yep. yeah, Chris Jericho is like the Godfather. He does everything. You think he still wrestles in like the AEW, which I don't watch. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. It's like on TNT. I don't get it on Hulu or anything. Um, but yeah, he like, apparently he still wrestles. He's like also, well, he's not in, in the best shape of his life, like Edge is. Yeah. True. Very true. Uh, moving over to uh, Twitter. Uh, Burnaby Butters says, I grew up with Lucha Libre. See, uh, that's the legit are, stuff. Yeah. Those that those is. guys are always fun to watch because they are high flyers. Yep. Uh, he says, favorites are Pero Aguayo. I'm going to be butchering these names. <laughs> uh, Something dog. Some kind of dog. <laughs> Pero Aguayo. Um, I don't remember what Aguayo means, but some kind of dog. Maybe it's a uh, rabid or yeah, a rabid dog. Wild dog. A rabid dog? A rabid. I think so. Like ah, it's like foaming at the mouth, you know, gonna mm. give you rabies. It was Road Dog and X Pac. That was the DX tag team. Yeah. Road Dog, Jesse James. Yeah. The New Age Outlaws. Uh so he uh, he says Hurricane Hurricane Ramirez. Probably Hurricane Ramirez. La Parca. I remember him from WCW days. Los Payasos. Payasos. That's a uh, clowns. The, the clowns, the clowns <laughs> los payasos. Yeah. Uh, hijo del Santo. Yeah, Saint Saint or uh, Holy Son. Hijo. Um, uh, Tini uh, Blas. This is fun. It's like Spanish Junior? class of Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Tini Blas Junior. What is it? Uh, he. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, these are these. I'm guessing these are like uh, more of the Mexican circuit. Yeah. And maybe other circuits rather than the uh, major shows that I've, I'm accustomed to. Now, it's funny you should mention this because I, of course, as is tradition, at the dinner table of recording tonight, I sat with my yeah. family and said, okay, family, what do you got? Wrestling. <laughs> and one of the first things that Mindy said was luchadors in Mexico because she lived in Mexico for four years. She knew she had friends that liked luchadors. She liked, uh, and of course... She like went totally like Mexican American and was like, and then who can forget Nacho from Nacho Libre? <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> These are the Lord's you know, cheeps. Uh, what um, Barnabe didn't mention was Rey Mysterio, which is like the bread and butter of Lucha Libre, and he he's still wrestling to this day. Like I, he was yeah, one of my he's, favorites. He t- his tag team partner is his son. That's he wow. is, yeah. That and he's up there still, just hanging with the best of the best. Still, yeah. 
and it's it's so much fun to watch him um and then comics and the cross went crazy on twitter and his he says favorite wrestlers have to include eddie guerrero kurt angle nigel mcginnis daniel bryan and brian danielson wait what No. Like a minor league circuit to wrestling. They literally would have shows at like I went to see one like at a flea market. Like that's how awesome this was. Uh, <laughs> wow, what a flea like market. Bigger stars like in there. So I've actually seen him. Oh yeah. no way. Nice. Hmm. Uh, he says highlights that automatically spring to mind are Eddie Guerrero winning the title at No Way Out 2004 and him and Benoit celebrating at WrestleMania 20. Do you guys watch WrestleMania? When was the last time you watched a WrestleMania? My you remember. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Before you, before I go, you go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say my parents would never let, never, uh, never, never wanted to let me watch the pay per view events. They didn't want to buy them. They didn't want to spend the money at the time. Back when you had to like really like get twenty bucks from your parents or however much it was. Right. Yeah. So I never uh, yeah. watched WrestleMania. Oh yeah, my friends and I would all get together and like six of us, and it was like I think it was like sixty bucks to get to get a, a pay per view. So we'd all chip in ten bucks and we go to watch. And I that was not every single time. Uh, it was just like if there was a big fight or a big cool uh, event, we'll get them. But we didn't get it every single time. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Uh, if, I was gonna say I remember my cousin. He would always pay for the the WrestleMania pay per views, and he would tell me about it. I wouldn't even watch it most of the time. But the last time I like kind of watched, like to the side, any kind of WWE, WWF, whatever it was, uh, was actually when we had a Chinese exchange student who lived at our house back in 1998, 97, and that boy would stay up until like one in the morning watching wrestling. And eventually, he would wake me up screaming, just be like, "Go, go, hit him, hit him!" And I would like, <laughs> I'd have to throw a pillow at him and be like, "Wait, go to sleep, man. We got school tomorrow. You're keeping me awake." That was it. That was That's... like the last time. I think the last time I really watched it was when Hulk Hogan went to the WCW or NWO or one of those. Yeah, it was in the side, NWO. Side places. Yeah, he was in. He was in NWO yeah. in. Um, and WCW, and then when he came, when they did the WCW invasion after Vince McMahon bought the WCW, he came over as the end with the NWO. Oh, okay. Uh, which didn't really last very long because okay. people were like, ah, "Get out of here! Yeah. Go back to Hulkamania." And then before that, uh, the the cream of the crop, the golden years of wrestling for me was Jake the Snake Roberts, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Ultimate Warrior, um, and of course the Undertaker. You guys still talking about the Undertaker? I'm like, how is that man? Still he alive. Just, yeah, I was gonna just, say, he just, just retired. retired. Like, did yes. he start wrestling when he was a fetus? Like, how? He was seven did, I think he started wrestling when he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Came, His poor mother came out of the womb with his eyes rolled back. <laughs> oh gosh, that that eye roll back look always <laughs> scary, always nightmare inducing. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you were if so, uh, there's like certain matches that are required viewing. For if you wanted just to watch a match, you know, there's there's a match. It's WrestleMania 18, and it's The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. They call it Ooh. the Icon versus Icon match. 
And it is just, it's not the best match, but it's one of the coolest matches because you get guys that are, I th- that I mean, The Rock wasn't really wrestling anymore at that point, and neither was Hulk Hogan. It was just like a dream, a dream, dream, a dream match, and it was really, really cool. They're like for the first five minutes, they're not even doing anything to each other. They're just like staring at each other, and it's just like it, the, the hype is real with that match. And then so that one, that one's good. And then they're back in like the Attitude Era. There was one with Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy versus Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it was a, t- a tables, ladders, and chairs match, and it is amazing. There was like a twenty-foot ladder match, ladder that Jeff Hardy jumps off of onto a guy who's on a table. Like it is, <laughs> it is insane. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thomas and Cross goes on to say the match that sold me on TNA. Which is total nonstop action for those who don't know. Yep. When I first watched in 2005, AJ Styles versus Chris Daniels, 30 minute Iron Man match. Survivor Series 2002 was my favorite pay per view ever. ECW original one night stand before WWE tried to cash in. Kevin Steen, another wrestler. And then he goes on to say, and his big run with Steve Corona and Jimmy Jacob as scum and evil fighting ring of honor management and then uh kurt angle and his ring of honor world title run like it's like he's he talks about kurt, kurt angle and you know like there are actual wrestlers who wrestle like kurt angle's a, like olympic gold medalist yeah there's a current guy uh, his name's chad gable he is a former wrestler for the olympics um it's it's and there's like you know football players retired football players and people who are just jacked and ken shamrock was an mma fighter yeah Yeah. just like brock lesnar you know brock lesnar was like uh a state champion and i think he was i don't know if he was in the olympics or not but uh, he was a college state champion he was he was but then he comes he's so big that they're like bring him to wrestling so yeah, and then he wins a title there. So, like my my experience with with wrestling, like obviously, as a lot of us have talked about, is like the Attitude Area era. Obviously, was between like it was basically my middle school years for me. It was it was ninety eight to two thousand two. Like I remember, I was I was big in with my buddies in like fifth and sixth grade uh, with with it was wwf at the time and um wcw um we even went to like local matches here or not here but in new hampshire which you can imagine how great those were um you know just in town matches like i think the big guy that would always come to town and you can still find his pictures on on google or whatever uh it was a wrestler his name was lobster man (laughs) <laughs> and this dude literally he had like a gimmicks, he had like a one piece uh wrestling outfit and literally he'd come into the ring with like lobster claws for gloves menacing and his his intro theme was uh rock lobster from the beef from the beef <laughs> <laughs> 
He'd come in like like yeah. for real. Yeah, I remember I used to go with my buddies. At one point, I went because my my grandparents, like my grandmother and grandfather, be like two years after I was born, they were big into WWF wrestling when like Hulk Hogan was in his heyday. Mm-hmm. And like in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. they would like order a pizza and watch wrestling. And so later on, when, you know, I started getting into wrestling, my grandmother would go with me to these to these wrestling matches. Nice. So it was like yeah. me, my three or four buddies and my grandmother <laughs> watching wrestling. Well, that makes me feel really old that I would be able to have a conversation about wrestling with your grandmother. More than I can have with you guys. Not what I expected. Not what I expected at all. Um, but uh, well, how does he wrestle with those claws? He takes them off. Oh, he takes. Oh, he, that just his, he takes them just off. <laughs> He's got a cape. You, great. you know who he kind of looks like in this picture, and I feel bad for saying this. Kind of looks like Spencer Stapleton. Oh my gosh, he does. <laughs> he does look like Spencer Stapleton. Please get you Spence slap connected a thick with beard us. on that guy, and that's Spencer Stapleton. That's hundred percent Spencer Stapleton. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, anyways. he was a wrestler in his other other life. Yep, Lobster Man. <laughs> so yeah, my I was I was very much in the Attitude Era with with Stone Cold and Kane and The Rock and and all those guys. Um, honestly, I started more out as a as a WCW guy because my favorite wrestler is Sting. Like the OG, not California not the Sting, OG Sting or the not like the really colorful painting the with Crow the blonde Sting. Yeah, I like Crow's Sting, both his his white and his red versions. Like when he was with the yeah, NWO, the Wolfpack. Came in with a baseball bat and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I could take. I don't think I could take Sting with the with like the flat top blonde haircut and the and the colorful eye uh, colorful face paint. That was weird, but yeah, he was my he was my favorite. Who is y'all's favorite, Ronnie? I I, I have a strong inclination that I know who yours is. <laughs> Actually, so I do love The Rock, of course, but um, yeah. Mick Foley was my favorite. Yeah, he was straight up my favorite. All right. I think when I was when I was growing up, uh, Goldberg was my favorite wrestler. Uh, I just it he was know, just like he he would just stuff, like, he would sit in the sparks. Yeah, but he never really wrestled though. He would just get in there, do the spear and jackhammer, and he would just like scream, and it would just be scary. And uh, <laughs> I just I just loved that. Uh, that brute force that oh, he had. Intensity with him, man. Like everything was intense. Yeah. Um, what about you, Lucas? I, I, I have to say that for the most part, I did not have a a wrestler that I really got behind. Uh, I, I remember watching like the Royal Rumbles and stuff, and just my my loyalty or whoever I cheered for. It it changed a lot. I just. I just watched it as a whole, and uh, when when I was a kid, um, but I did really like uh, I did really like Jake the Snake Roberts because he had a pet snake, and you know <laughs> who doesn't like that? 
Um, unless you're scared of snakes, I guess. Then snakes. Probably not. Why, Why it, has it got to be snakes? It's always got to be snakes. Um, and then I think you, you brought up the Heartbreak Kid. I vaguely remember liking him. And then also, weren't there, were there Hart brothers? Like uh, yeah, Owen Hart. Owen and, and Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Yeah. yeah. I liked mm-hmm. them as a tag team. Didn't one of them die? Yeah. Owen yeah. Uh, Owen Hart did. Yeah. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. But I really liked them when they were in their heyday as a tag team. Until I think one of them turned on the other, if I'm remembering right. Uh, uh, they there's this thing they call the Montreal Screw Job, and basically they went uh, and pretty much stripped Bret Hart of everything. Yeah. And then Bret left the WWF and went to the WCW. Okay. Yeah, I remember that too, vaguely. But yeah, I like I liked them too. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on to Discord, Rogue Hafa. He says, "Love the topic. My favorites of all time are The Rock, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels. One of my best friends and I used to watch every single week. He still watches every single week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we loved the DX storylines and Evolution era. I remember very well. We're discussing it if it was real or not. <laughs> it is real." Sure it is. It is predetermined, but it is real. It's real fake. Oh, don't even. (laughs) You don't say that F word. I'm going to have to bleep that out. Uh, He says, I still love WWE and watch every single week Raw and SmackDown. Uh, Spacehawk91 Caleb says, I I loved watching WCW and the NWO at my grandparents. I always loved Sting and Hulk Hogan. There you go, Mark. There you go. (laughs) Isaac Alistic says, Who's your favorite NCAA champ and why? Oh, wait. We're not talking about real real wrestling. Again, it is real. It's just predetermined. And I already and I already said it. He says, What's you, who's your favorite NCAA champ? Uh, we already talked about uh, Chad Gable, Brock Lesnar, all the re- other wrestlers. That I all the wrestlers. That. <laughs> Take that. Um, you done messed up. A Aaron says pretty much everything from '97 to 2005. Looking back on it, particularly as an elementary school age kid in the '90s, I'm pretty sure if my mom had bothered sitting down to watch an episode of SmackDown with me, that would have been the last time I ever was ever allowed to watch SmackDown. <laughs> yep. I still watch it now. I think I figured out by my teenage years that it wasn't real. In quotations. But as an adult, that awareness actually got me more into it because it got me into researching how certain things worked and why and how a wrestler would do in an A and B situation. It's like an athletic performance art theater play, which is in some ways more difficult than putting on an actual fight. It's soap operas for men is what it is. It, it, it is. You know, there's, there is this 25-minute um, video on YouTube called uh, Wrestling isn't wrestling and it's by max landis he's he's done like he's a comic book uh writer and things like that and it's it is the story of triple h and how he started and where he ended up and it is hilarious it is not something you can watch with your kids because there are profanities in there like a lot Uh uh but it's just basically it's wrestling is about the storylines and it's really and the and and them fighting each other is just the action. Because I watch I watch wrestling on a weekly basis now. 
I've been doing it for the past like eight, nine months. And just seeing the storylines, there's like maybe five matches a night in a three hour show. <laughs> Cause they, all they're doing is they're leading up to the pay-per-view. Hyping up. Storylines. Yeah. Hyping it up. Um, so yeah, definitely get that. Um, Haas says I was in high school during the attitude era. My favorite memories were pulling money together with friends and gathering at one house for a pay-per-view event. Nice. They did the same. So I think it was like 2002 when I graduated high school is when I stopped watching wrestling. I think, uh, other things started to happen. You know, I was like, I was in the, the early on relationship with my wife started college. Other things started to happen. I fell off of it. Um, why did you guys stop watching wrestling? Just, started getting into other things started losing interest in it um it was very much uh starting to take more of an interest in music and things Mm -hmm. like that and so that kind of jumped in the front seat and wrestling jumped in the way back and just i don't know just it just kind of fell off at that point yeah i don't i don't know when i stopped watching there may be a correlation with following it like actual sports like football baseball or whatever where they just kind of took the entertainment place that wrestling held for a while uh but yeah eventually yeah. it was just not interesting anymore like yeah i'm i'm totally with you uh I, I i was you know football baseball basketball all into that but the reason why i started watching wrestling again is because there was no other sports during the pandemic like that's true baseball was just like canceled every other day and there was no basketball football wasn't even on so i was like i need some sort of sport some sort of action in my life and that's when i started picking up wrestling again and i love it yeah i think for me um at the core of it all i'm a lover not a fighter and so i just don't i don't know i i I, I don't get my kicks out of watching people beat each other up, yell at each other, <laughs> act like idiots. I mean, I, I can act like an idiot just like anybody else, but but like the typical, you know, guy stuff like wrestling, fighting, cars, those kind of things. I mean, I do like sports um, when it's a true competition <laughs> and uh, not decided ahead of time competition. Um, I like the way you use yeah, that. Yeah, you like that? It's, uh, yeah. So I, I just, yeah, I just felt an interest with it. I'm sure if I had more friends that were into it, it would have fed it enough to keep with it, but it just, yeah. none of my friends were really talking about it, focusing on it. Um, yeah. So I think that that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. And I think with, you know, back, back then there wasn't like a lot of social media at the no, time. No, not at all. Like now it's like, I say something on Twitter or Facebook about wrestling and people are like, Oh, you like wrestling? Yeah. And I've, I've found, you know, other, and through this podcast, other people that yeah. love wrestling just as much as I do. Now I, there was, there was a, a 15, 18 year gap between me watching wrestling, but I'm learning. I think you caught this, up in like three months, right? Like all well, the 18 years did, that you missed, you watched all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I watched the Royal Rumble from, uh, in January of 2019. And I watched the pay-per-views up through WrestleMania of 2020. And that's when I started watching the weekly shows again. Um, I totally missed so many years. Like John Cena, his entire run in the in wrestling, I missed that entire thing. 
you know like that's if i wanted to go back i could i've watched you know matches here and there like i look at like top 10 wrestling matches and i'll watch those and things like that but as far as the storyline goes like i missed all of it Mm. and um so i don't know how much longer i'll be watching wrestling but i am enjoying every minute of it right now nice um but yeah that's that's about all i have on the wrestling topic Mm -hmm. nice dude it's a good topic well i do need to uh as we as we near the wrapping things up, I do need to give a shout out to my kids. They made a great effort to contribute to this wrestling conversation. Really? Uh, yeah. So I asked my kids, "All right, wrestling. What do you know?" And my son is like punching. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> what else? And then he's like yeah. dodging. I'm like, all right. And then all of a sudden, his eyes right. got real big. He's like, wait, Mandalorian, the wrestlers at the beginning. Of the second season, when they're in the ring, those little green pig guys fighting each yeah, other. One of them dies. Yeah, and one of them <laughs> dies in the match. That's true. Just like the real thing. So yeah, no, not like the real. <laughs> not thing. at all. That's, that's yeah. not how he that shot works. Shot him at all. with a gun. Yeah, my son. My son brought that up, and then my daughter was like, "Hey, Dad, the Big Show show. I love that. That's like her favorite Netflix cheesy family show." And then she, of course, brought up. She brought up this string of like events where she is a rock super fan like Ronnie. Uh, she said that she loved him in Escape to Witch Mountain. And then, of course, he's the voice of Maui that she brought up in Moana. Uh-huh. And then she even said after that she read a book about the rock. So she's uh, she's definitely a rock fan. She watched any of the, the Fast and Furious movies? Not, yeah. not yet. <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, for that. yeah. Speaking of which, the Fast and Furious 9, John Cena is the villain. Oh, that's he, right. He's uh, he's Vin he's Diesel's the brother. Bro- no, no, no. He's Vin yeah, Diesel's Vin brother. Diesel's brother. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I like how they just bro- pulled you know him what? after 20 years of Fast and Why Furious. Why not? <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. It's, it's, uh, it's pre-planned, but it's real. It's a real family. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, and my, my wife also brought up uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, who became a governor oh later on in life. And now is like super conspiracy theorist. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah. No way. He's like yeah. sticking beer bottles on his doorknob and like just being super nervous and scared about everything. Yeah. Wait, what does is, what is, what is putting a beer bottle on your doorknob do? You've never seen uh, what's that movie with Mel Gibson where he's a conspiracy guy and he puts like... Science? No, it's another Red one. Science? He's like a he's like a government conspiracy guy, and he like in his house he puts beer bottles on his doorknob so that when someone comes to the door and they move it, the beer bottle falls down, and it's like his security. Uh, oh no it's way! Like, it's like his free security. I think that movie is actually called Conspiracy Theory. Actually, I think you're right. It is Conspiracy Theory. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, that's what it's called. So yeah. Yeah, like he had a TV show. He where did he was doing like different conspiracy theories. Oh gosh. That's crazy. All right. Well, as we uh, wrap up this wacky and wadical wrestling wound up, as is tradition, some last-minute housekeeping. Was that Elmer Fudd in there? That's white. <laughs> you wascally wabbit. <laughs> uh, we, uh, of course, as always, are offering pillows. Dang it. Offering towels, fluffing pillows, uh, giving you some Andy's candies, and tipping you off to the GMG news you need to know. Don't forget, not only on Saturdays, but every Friday now, for at least the month of March. Yes, that is yes. correct. Because uh, uh, Zelda is like a 20, 
24 to 27 hour campaign. Yep. So Marcus will be playing Ocarina of Time on Twitch with GMG Gotham. I, of course, will continue to try my best to stream on random days uh, at high noon, usually around lunchtime, uh, whenever my life schedule allows, on the GMG YouTube channel. Please subscribe if you have not already. And then, of course, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Stitcher, of course, if you've not already. Um, And then also connect with us on Discord, Twitch, Twitter, or email. All the links and info are in the show notes. You can check that out. Uh, We would love to interact with you. Our joiners, of course, are a beautiful group of people that we love to interact with every day and hang out with. And uh, we think you'll feel the same if you you choose to do so. Um, Besides that, uh, you can give us a call. Feel free to do that anytime at 929-GMG-GUYS. And then, of course, as this week, as we do every week currently, uh, Mark is going to wow us with some GMG MAF T100 trivia Mark facts as we uh, get ready to share our favorite movies of all time. And now we proudly present to you our faithful joiners This Week in Movie History, a GMG production. The, the two major events of note literally happened on the same day day but not the same year um so march 2nd which as of recording is tomorrow uh march 2nd but in 1933 king kong made its premiere Mm. at radio city music hall in new york city i think doesn't godzilla versus kong come out this month is it this month Uh, is it this month this year yeah for sure definitely this year but uh, yeah, King Kong, nineteen thirty-three, made its premiere in at Radio City Music Hall. Cool, dang, nineteen thirty-three. Yep. Oof. And March second, nineteen sixty-five, The Sound of Music. The hills are alive. With the sound of, mm-hmm. the sound of music, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Don't that- a deer, a female deer, Ray. A drop of golden sun. And then it also has that fake Christmas song that people like to sing. These are oh, my a favorite few things. Of my favorite things. Yeah, that always gets wrapped in with Christmas stuff. Yep. Ha. Uh-huh. Uh And so, birthdays of note uh, from uh, actors and actresses. Uh, Catherine O'Hara, who is the mom in um, the Home Alone movies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Eva Mendez. Mm-hmm. Fast and Furious and other movies. H- and Hitch. And Hitch. Oh yeah, yeah. Hitch. Uh, what a classic! Yeah. Love that movie. Jake Lloyd's birthday is this week. Now this is pod racing. Oh, oh no, <laughs> no Jake Lloyd, poor guy. How old is he now? Uh, he's got to be in his late twenties. Is he still in jail? I don't know. He might be. He was in jail. Poor guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. After after Phantom Menace, his life took a like a tumble. He was like four in Phantom Menace. <laughs> That's right. He got he got busted. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Um, and also, Patrick, your favorite person. Now, when I initially say his name, you won't recognize it, but when I tell you where he's from, uh, Eddie Eddie Deason. Who plays uh, Eugene Felsnick in the Grease movies, the nerd dude. 
He plays the voice of Mandark. And he's also the know-it-all kid from Polar Express. Oh my gosh, get out of here. <laughs> if I'm going to delete anything on this episode, it's that. <laughs> Better he's give him a present. Worse than Gun Lake Lady. Hey, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> oh, man. But uh, that's it for me. Sweet. All right, guys. As we are doing, we're building that top 100 movies list with the GMG MAFT 100. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and just say it right now. I am adding The Patriot, that old Mel Gibson classic. I was talking about him earlier mm. with Conspiracy Theory. I'm going with The Patriot. Aim small, miss small. There nice. you go. That movie, oh, like, especially there's this one scene where like this cannonball is like rolling across the ground. Oh my gosh! And, and hits this one dude. Guy's head and off. Dude, like explodes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Brutal movie. It is brutal. Uh, Ronnie, what you got? So I, I questioned whether adding this, but I feel like it was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, and it is Troy. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Patrick. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, with Mel Gibson as well. And I'm going to say Braveheart. Ooh, yeah. There you go. It's a good solid pick. Mm-hmm. Mark, how about you, buddy? Um, so I was thinking about uh, music movies, movies that, that have a musical theme. It's not entirely a musical, but mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about it. And uh, there's a movie called Across the Universe, which uh, was a story that was woven around Beatles songs. Okay. Um, I absolutely love that movie. So cool. All righty then, Pat, Mark, and Ronnie J, along with you, our beloved friends, family, and joiners. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, and as you game. One, two, three, four.